saying I'm not talking to a bunch of dummies. You you got your you got your head on right this morning. Yes, you can't find one. I don't think everybody that has something else or reads something else is is anywhere near a bad person. And I'm not trying to push off on you something that you don't want as an intelligent adult. I'm just making a statement. Uh, it, I think I think it's a sad commentary uh, when we're trying to rewrite it to fit what we're doing. I mean, this, I'll tell you what. I done been through this one a few times. It, it ain't for me. I mean, it just ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't sitting up there saying you're a good old boy. I have found a few versions already, and it said you're all right. Don't worry about it. But boy, this one here, sharpening a two-edged sword. Catch you so quick, you can't find a band-aid. But the word of God. Now we're going to look at it this morning, Psalm 119. And I want to read one verse to you, 126. Look at what it says. I like this. It is time for thee, O Lord, to work. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. For they have made void thy law. Now, this morning I want to preach on this subject. Lord, it's about time. It's about time you do something. I mean, that's what David said. I, 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 I want to tell you something, Lord. I'm not commanding you to do nothing. I'm not telling you out of, uh, out of my own selfishness. I'm not telling you anything that you've got to do. I'm not demanding. I'm not bringing my opinion strongly on you. He said, but they just something's got to happen, and it is time for Lord. For you to work. Now we're going to preach on this subject, Lord, it's about time. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to work in our heart, in our soul, in our mind. I pray for every lady in this church this morning that the power of the blood of Jesus be upon their life and not one thing could enter their mind but that which the Lord would have them to know. I pray for every man in this building today, Lord, that they would gain and glean from God's Word so they could lead their family. And so they could work and prepare and prosper and progress in their lives. I pray right now, Lord, you'd add your blessing and power and grace and glory and truth to the reading of thy word in such a way it would be made plain, it would be made pointed, and it would change us to a prosperity in our heart this morning like nothing else has. We'll thank you and we'll praise you and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can, you can have a seat. Have you ever felt like God had went on vacation from where you are? Have you ever felt like a God so big as He could be so quiet at times? How many of you have ever been living your Christian life and you just wondered, where is He? Why in the world is this mess continuing? Lord, oh, Elijah, 1 Kings 18. Thank you, Lord. 1 Kings 18. Oh, Elijah says, It is enough! I, I could go right there and preach on, I've heard it! There's no sense in this. I told the Lord not long ago about a particular situation in my life. I said, if you're doing this for training, I've learned all you can teach me. 
can we talk? I need a, give me, give me a white flag. And help! If you wait on me to learn anything else, I graduated from there. Why are we still messing with this material? I graduated from college. Hey, it's time. I'm supposed to be pastor. First Baptist Church, North Augusta. I graduated from Victor Baptist College. Somebody ought to want me, Lord. It's about time that you do something. God, I've had this sickness. I've been sick of being sick. The chemotherapy either kill me or heal me. And now see, I'm going to get up here and, and tell the truth. You won't, so God called me to do it. And I'm just going to express how we all feel, but we don't want to let none of our brethren know about it because then they'll think we're human. But I'm going to be on display today and, uh, and, and, and just, just tell you, some of us are sick of how things are, and we want them to change for the better, but they seem to be going backwards. Can I get a witness? Now he said, Lord, it is time for thee to work. Now, I want to give you this proposition. Every person in here can see God's work. Are you listening? Every person in here can see God's work. God's work. Now, every person can, by examining... Three areas of life, and if you stack up in those three areas correctly, just look out. Any minute, he's going to break loose on you. Maybe not right now, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the day after, but look out. Help is on the way. Now let's look at three areas in this psalm. Number one, the area of redemption. Now look at this verse, verse 123. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation. What is he saying? My eyes are swelled up from squalling and boohooing and bawling because I'm saved. That's what he's saying. The difficulty of standing for thy word, the problems of this generation, the atheism that creeps around us, the unreligious people that are everywhere, and the critics who are many. He said, my eyes fail. And it says in the King James, for thy, for thy righteousness or for thy word. But what that is saying is, because I have stood for thy word. Look with me, if you will, please, at verse 24. Deal with thy, what's the word? Servant. Say it with me servant. He's telling him, I am redeemed. I am saved. Therefore, I am a candidate for you to work. Now, let me establish something right now. There's some of you from the mission. There's some of you from uh, downtown. There's some of you from the suburbs. And there's some of you from close by. And you're saying, why am I living in misery? Why am I living in trouble? Why is my life absolutely chaotic and confusion? 
every time I turn around, cry in the name of good sense and common decency? Am I going through the struggles? Have you ever seen some people, they just, if it wasn't for going backwards, they wouldn't be going no direction at all. Have you ever seen that? And the problem could be, I'm not saying it is because I'm not a judge, but the problem could be the area of redemption. You know, you can come to church and watch uh, the preacher preach. You can come to church and watch the choir director lead the choir. You can be from the mission and hear Travis pray. You can be from down at the mission and hear Brother Travis preach. And these guys like Pat pray and Pat preach. You can hear all of that and not be redeemed. You see, we're wondering, why is my life so chaotic? Why is my life so backwards? Why is my life so full of emptiness? Why is my life rattling like last year's corn chuck? I'll tell you why. The area of redemption does not come through church membership or getting dunked in a pool or getting confirmed at some catechism or confirmation. Our redemption doesn't come through taking the common cup of communion. Redemption comes when our sinner comes to Jesus, falls down his head before God, and admits that he's wicked as hell, and asks God to come into his life and save him. Now, may I say something to you? God ain't, listen to this English teacher, ain't going to work in a lost man's life like a saved man can see him work. You say, but I'm a member. Is he working? I've been baptized. Is he working? But you don't understand. Oh, I understand. No, if he ain't working, there's a redemption problem. The psalmist cried out to the Lord. And he said, God, my eyes are swell shut, not from fighting, but from praying because of thy salvation. Uh, he, he goes on to say, I am thy servant. Have you, ever, have you ever talked to God like you really wanted to? I have walked this acreage for 30 years, or 29 and a half ever since we owned it. I've walked this acreage plenty of times. This building here, before it was ever put here, uh, there, was, uh, there was dogwood trees and big old pine trees, 150 years old, and before the Mormons moved in next door, this used to be just a pine thicket in here, and the only way to get to our property was a road from up here. That road wasn't there, that driveway wasn't over there, and uh, right back where the Mormon church driveway is, there was an old sawmill road that come right down through this property, and the only way to get out here to where the L-shaped building is, which was our first one, was through them woods. I used to walk that trail, and I'd say, Lord... I don't know if you understand or not, but things are heating up around here. Do you know? <laughs> I am your servant. Have you forgot? I am your child. What? Lord! Why, Lord, I've had neighbors back here renting U-Haul trucks, wanting to move. Yeah, because I was over here in the bushes hunting God. Lord! Somebody go over there saying, oh, the preacher's out there trying to find God again. Lord, where are you? Do you understand we're broke? Tomorrow's Monday. We're got, me and you both are going to jail. Help, Lord. 
You say, I ain't never prayed like that. It could be a redemption problem. Have you ever had to tell him, I'm your servant? Have, have you ever just leaned back on your salvation and said, Lord, I feel like I've been abandoned? Oh, we ain't going to come to Bible college and say that because we wouldn't be fundamentalists. We're not going to come to church and admit that we feel lonely and abandoned, but the truth of the matter is driving down the road by yourself, laying in the bed at night when it's dark by yourself, and your head's laying on your pillow, and you're looking up into the darkness, staring into the face of God with a divine audience, and there you are, God Almighty feels like 20 million miles away from you, and you say, I am the servant. I don't know if we do it to remind ourselves ourselves, or if we're trying to think we can remind Him. He don't need reminding, but sometimes we do. There is a difference between redeemed and church membership. There is a, there is a difference, a grave difference, between redeemed and baptism. There's a great difference between redeemed and communion. There's a great difference... Uh, between coming to the house of God and having a preacher sign a little old card and tell you, you're in, you ain't going to get in because a preacher tells you in. You're not going to get in because a cup of grape juice got digested. You're not going to get in because there was chlorine in the baptistry and somebody speak a few words over you. You're going to get in when you get down and ask God Almighty to come in and lift you up. Somebody give him glory right now. That needs to be preached down at the Methodist Church. That needs to be preached over here at the, 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 the Latter-day Saint movement. That needs to be preached across the street. That needs to be preached down at the bottom of the hill. Some folks need to wear back and not worry about their pension, not worry about their retirement, not worry about their salary, not worry about the deacon board, not worry about a bunch of pitiful church members, and just wear back and let a rip and say it. People are going to hell a hundred miles an hour while you're trying to make it a social security. God let the preacher preach. And thank God if you got one that will. Lord let the choir sing. Thank God if you got one that will. There's a difference. I remember that story. You remember about that old boy who got stopped by the police? He went he went to come up to a stop sign, he done a roll through. How many of you think roll throughs are all right with your pastor? I've been pulled over in the churchyard two or three times lately, rolling through that one down by Maybaum. Just... I always did like an escort to work. Kids piling out of the school. Oh, that's the preacher again. Oh, that's... When the cop comes up to your, your car, he don't ask you for you. He said, Mr. Brown... When are you going to start stopping for that light out They don't ask for your license. They know your middle. He knows my nickname. They don't know. They don't care if you got insurance. They don't, when are you going to stop rolling? And, and, the, and the man told him, he said, you, you went through the light. He said, no. He said, I, I slowed down. I slowed down. He said, well, it didn't say slow down. It said stop. He said, yeah, but slow down is good enough. I mean, what, 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 what's the big deal? I just, I, just, what's the difference? Just a little bit of. Rolling through. Uh, it says stop, sir. He said, what's the big deal? What's the difference? He smashed him out of the car and started beating him with that billy club. 
He said, you want me to stop or slow down? There is a difference between stopping and slowing down. And there is a difference between saved and lost. Just as much a difference as you get in your head beat or not beat. Number two. Notice what he said. It's about time, Lord. I'm redeemed. Now let me say something to you. If you're saved by the grace of God, you're a candidate for God to work. I need somebody to go to church with me this morning. I, I, I need somebody to punch, punch your neighbor. Everybody just punch your neighbor. Punch your Both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, help me. We need somebody to wake up and go to church in a Baptist church. This ain't no Episcopal meeting. Hey, how many Presbyterians we done brought in here somehow on, 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 on a Sunday morning? Listen to me real close. If you're saved by the grace of God, and it ain't happening like you thought it ought to happen, I want to tell you, praise God, every once in a while, you can look up and say it's about time you've done something. Remind him you're his instead of quitting church, pouting and fighting with your wife. Number two, not only when I've redeemed he works, but when I'm right. Now I want to I want to I want to say this. I'm not right enough to brag about it. Can I get a can I get somebody up here to make me feel like I'm a part of the group? I feel a little lonely out here by myself. All y'all sitting and me standing. But but let me ask you a question. Uh, I, I, I don't have enough righteousness to vote. <clears throat> I am far can, any, can I get in? I can get somebody to shout right here. Your preacher is far from perfect. Look at it. Yeah, old dead beat. Hope you get feathers and not chicken for lunch. Yeah, far from perfect. Ain't no perfection round about most of us. But I want to tell you something. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're right on that book. Sometimes we're right on our stand against the liquor crowd. Sometimes we're right on our stand against abortion. Sometimes we're right on our stand against gambling. Sometimes we still believe that righteousness prevails because that book prevails. And we're standing on the book and we prevail. Oh, I'm not perfect by a long shot. And I'm not right enough to brag. But I'm right enough every once in a while to tell God it's about time you do something. I've stood for you. I've preached. I've prayed. I've, have you ever just prayed and begged God and prayed and begged God and prayed and begged God? Oh, God, open up a door. Oh, God, pay a bill. Oh, God, rent a house. Oh, God, sell a car. Oh, God, heal a baby. Oh, God, help my wife. Oh, God, help my job. God, I ain't got no job. God, God, I need you. And you feel like a drunken sinner? Because you get up and nothing happens. I want to tell you something. When you're right, look at what he said. I got a, I got a verse. I got a verse. I ain't going to preach none of this without a verse. Look at, look at verse 121. David said, I have done. I'm not going to do. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. What is he saying? I have done judgment. That means I have lived in your sight without any judgment on my life. He said, not only that, I can stand before the best court in the land and be declared innocent. That's what justice means. He said, I have lived in the eyes of my judges, and I have stood in the courtrooms of justice, and I stand right 
what are you going to do? That's exactly. See how quiet it gets when you talk like that? That's because they ain't been there in a long time. That's the way we feel because we don't want to attack heaven and get anything that's rightfully ours. But we can go to God, walk into the throne room boldly and say, Lord, I haven't been right much, but I'm right on this issue. I want you to help me. Preaching's right. Teaching's right. Singing's right. Hey, pastoring's right. I'm doing it for the glory of God. I'm not in it for what I can take out of it. I'm in it for the glory God can give. That's right. Therefore, I have the opportunity. As David said, I have done justice and I have done judgment. He said, don't leave me to my oppressors. He, he, he ain't asking please. He said please. He said no please. He said, hey, don't do that. You know why he could say that? He was right. And you know when you go before God and talk to Him, and you're right, He'll listen. And you say you better watch your attitude. If you're right, you can go before God with an attitude and stand on the rightness, and Satan cannot condemn you wrongly to Him. And you can stand in the face, not going to see the face of God, stand in the face of God and say, Lord, I'm not real good at a whole lot, but I want to tell you, I'm right on this. I've stood for you when they cowed. I've stood for you when they wouldn't preach the Bible. I've stood for you when the music wouldn't, wasn't played loud. I've stood for you when all of them walked off and left me by myself. i stood for you. Now, Lord, it is time for you to do something. Notice what he said in verse 26. Be surety for thy servant. You know what that means? Co-sign for me. The word surety means to slap hands in the Old Testament. They would slap hands. And when they did that, one was standing, but one had the other one's back, and one had, the other one had the other one's back. And they stood toe-to-toe. And they, he said, stand surety. The Bible, in the Word of God, discourages cosigning. Did you know that? The Bible says you ought not slap hands or stand surety for another man because you become legally responsible for his debt. Whatever he can't pay, you have to. You better watch doing that for a teenager. You'll own several cars in your yard and can't pay for half of them while he's playing the fool out there and your name goes to pot. And here's that. Oh, David said, co-sign for me. Stand for me. I'm right. I'm good enough and right enough and stood in judgment enough and I've done justly enough for God to back me up. For God! to back me up. Now, I want to tell you something. You can see God work when you're redeemed. You can see God work when you're right. But I'm going to tell you this. You won't lay up with somebody else. You won't live an alternate lifestyle. You won't play these stupid games that people want to play with the devil as their sidekick. Hey, am I telling it right? I feel like signing my own Bible. Where is a pen? Let me sign my own. I'm 
I'm feeling sad. Hey, I want my own tape this morning. I'm going to be the only one going to shout right here, but I'm going to shout anyhow. Praise God. I'm glad to know, though the devil may come against us and tell us God's not going to move, and the demons come against us and tell us God's not going to move, I come in the name of Jesus this morning telling you by the grace of God Almighty, He is above to work. If you'll get right, and I'll get right. I don't know why God ain't done nothing for me. Okay, so I got an alcohol problem. God ain't going to get mad at me for that, is he? Oh, yeah. You say, I ain't coming back tonight. Lock the doors, Dick. I'll load the wagon while they're in here this morning. I, 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 I play... I play a few games in the back room, but I tie. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got a little gambling problem, but surely the Lord ain't going to disrespect me to give up everything. Man, got to have a little fun. You don't have a little fun, but you ain't going to have no God working for you. When you walk in, I don't care if you're the mission. I don't care if you live in the suburb. I don't care what you got. I don't care who you are or the lack of who you are. If you, God will get up and go to work on your behalf if you're redeemed. And not only that, if you're struggling to live right and you're hanging there with Him, praise God, He will not let it fall for naught. And then I want you to notice the third one. He said, I'm responsible. He said, there's two things I'm responsible about. I want you to notice what he said. Put those sub-points up there, Brother Timmy. Notice what he said. He said, I'm, I'm responsible with my substance. If there's anything, make a man get stupid, money will. Look at what the Bible says. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold. But what is he saying here? I'm not letting money corrupt me. What are you going to do? Lord, I mean, I haven't been in this thing for what I could get out of it. I haven't been running up down the road begging. I haven't been stealing. I haven't been, I'm not in this thing for, for filthy lucre. I didn't come this way for cash. He said, I've loved thy commandments above money. What's he saying? He said, I'm I've been responsible. He said, I, I may not be responsible as I ought to be everywhere, but I have not let money take over my life. Now, I want to tell you something. For a king, that's a mouthful. Because David, you know, I, I ain't got a whole lot of money. I ain't got enough money to say if, if uh, I got enough to take over. But King, uh, king David had enough to, to declare him in difficulty. And notice the second thing that he said in my service. Notice what he said. He said, Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Give me another one up there. Notice what he says in verse uh, 124. Deal with thy servant. Notice what he keeps telling him. Uh, verse 22, 122, servant. Uh, 124, servant. Look at verse 125. I am thy servant. He doesn't got real hostile as he goes on down through here. I want to tell you something. You ain't dealing with no hobo here, he said. You ain't dealing with nobody running up down the street. I'm not living like the devil. I'm not walking in dark places. He said, I am thy servant. What are you going to do? I want to preach. I want to pastor. I want to serve God. I got a degree. I've stayed there. I've put my time in. I'm working like a dog. Lord, give me some help. That's what he's saying. If David was here and he preached that, he wouldn't preach it much off of what I'm preaching it like. He said, I am thy servant. Give me understanding. You know what he's saying? I don't understand what you're doing. He says, 
that I may know thy testimonies, or that I may know what you're doing. Has there ever come a time in your life when you didn't know what was going on? Is it this morning? Lord, I've I'm stood for you, my kids gone crazy. I've given my income, I've worked like a dog. Don't make me two or three hundred dollars a week and I put that twenty five or thirty or forty dollars a week in that church every week to your glory. Hey. I know you don't owe me nothing, but that book teaches me that you've got to work. When you're gonna when you're gonna work? I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm struggling daily to live right. How many of you know what it's like to live right in a world living wrong? Mm-hmm. Down there where you work, you buy your head to play over bologna sandwich and two fools in the corner treat you worse than dirt. And you keep going. Why? Because you can't help it. It's in you. No more than you, a leper can change his spots. You can't change your conversion. Jesus Christ is always going to be in there gnawing and nagging at your soul. And you stand for Him. And you can't see one thing come back from Him to you to keep doing it. And the only way you keep doing it is you go to church and you sit with your friends and you get a little encouragement and you try again. Some of you are sick. Some of you are having problems physically. Some of you are having difficulties and heartaches in other areas of your life. And you look all nice at church, and you're spiffy, and you're tired. Somebody, I, I mean, I mean, you're just tidy, and you got everything. I mean, everything is just cool. Everything is just, I mean, it's a okay from the eye appearance, and by looking at the situation, you just say, "Man," but down deep, you're saying, "How much longer I got to tolerate this mess?" I'm not preaching this. I live this psalm. You'll live this psalm if you live for Jesus very long. You'll live it. How long am I going to keep putting up with this mess? And the psalmist, give me those three points, Brother Timmy, please. The psalmist said, God, it is time. Say that with me. It is time. Say it. It is time. Is it, have you had about all you can take? You want a mate? And don't nobody talk to you. You're rearing children by yourself and don't know why somebody walked off and left you with them. And you feel as cheap as a tarnished penny on the parking lot because you've been abandoned, but not of responsibility but abandoned of help. And you trust the Lord. You do. You call out to Him. You, you, you cry out to Him and, and nothing. No, I, I mean it. I'm expressing your feelings now. The word is heavy, but it is nothing. You come to church and feel nothing. Oh, by the time you leave, somebody's done pepped you up and encouraged you a little bit. That's why you ought to come here. You can come in here feeling depressed like you want to kill somebody. And you can leave still wanting to kill somebody, but you ain't depressed. Isn't it wonderful? All through this congregation, 
There are people in difficulties and problems and people begging and pleading and hoping and praying against hope and seeing very little happen. I want to tell you something. You can see God work if you know you're redeemed. Hold on, my child. Weeping endureth for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. You say, when's the morning coming? I don't know. I'm not running the show. If it was up to me, we'd have morning now. But it's not up to me. I'm glad to know that you can see God work and you can see Him do it on His time when you are redeemed. And when you're, you keep living right, I don't care. Old Bob Jones Sr. used to say this on the radio. If the stars fall out of their socket and the skies cover the ground till there is no more solar system. He said, stay right with God if everything else collapses. I want to say something to you this morning. If the stars fall out of their socket and the skies fall around the earth and we're engulfed in the middle of it all, stay true. God's on the way. God will give help. God ain't done. God will work. Can somebody holler at me? You keep tithing. You keep staying responsible. You don't let your money corrupt you. And you still serve God on these care teams and in the Sunday school and over the day school and in the college. You stay with it. You serve at that mission. And people don't like people don't respect it. You serve at that mission. Half the people in there eating don't even close their eyes when y'all ask the blessing. Half of them ought to starve to death if the truth was known. But the goodness of God keeps coming out and God keeps blessing you and encouraging you. You keep being good to them. But it's easy every once in a while to say, Lord, it's about time you've done something here. I want to know how many of you will get out of your seat and walk down that aisle and say, Jesus, I want to tell you, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how much, and I sure don't know how, but I want you to work on my behalf. And in my life, I'm hunting God's will. I'm trying to find God's message. I'm trying to find God's plan. I need God's purpose. I'm looking for God in my life. And preacher, I can't seem to find a whole lot of it stirring. I don't know why in the name of God it hasn't changed. But here I come. I'm popping up all over this altar like popcorn. I'm coming. I'm going to kneel down around this altar and I'm going to say, God, I don't understand it all, but here I come. Ready or not, I'm coming to say, Lord, it's about time. Help me. It's about time. Bless me. It's about time. Touch me. It's about time. Help me. Comfort me. And, and be my strength and my redeemer, oh God. That's it. Come on. If you're not at this altar, you better be praying. Because God can make you need this message. I promise you that. I'd bow my head if I were you this morning. And I'd say, oh God. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know exactly what you're going to do. But I want you to help me. Oh, God, do something. I'm tired. I'm weary, Lord. Help me. Pray, Steve. Lord Jesus, we pray this morning that you'll hear us in the middle of our frustration. That you'll hear us in the middle of our broken hearts. And, and Lord, that you'll hear our cries, Lord. I, I feel for some of the people in this room right now, Lord, that are so frustrated with their work situation or their lack of a work situation and so frustrated, Lord, with a, a family problem, Lord, and so frustrated with a child, dear God, and 
Oh, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would teach us to cry out into, in the night uh, to a God that hears. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us as we try to be patient and we try to wait on you, Lord. And God, I pray, Father, that you would help us to put a, a grit down in our soul uh, that we're determined uh, and that we're going to stand right. We're going to do right regardless of what happens. We're going to do like Job and, and say, though he slay me, I'll still serve God. In Jesus' name we ask. Now, our Father, we have taken thy word this morning literally. We have taken thy word, Lord, plainly. And we have preached it just like it was to be interpreted. I've looked at it every day. Me and you have walked through this psalm. And you have shown me and told me and pointed out to me every word in this, in this particular stanza of it. And I believe this morning the word of God, as God gave it, was preached. I'll stand before you with it and I'll stand with a good testimony and a good attitude about it if I had to stand this afternoon. Lord, it is time for thee to work. It's time for you to work, Lord, with these saved people. It's time, Lord, for you to work with these people who have tried to be faithful. God, these people that are redeemed, and there's some people in here, Lord, living right, and they're called by your name, and they're walking right. They've laid down some habits. They've given up some friends. They've marked off some places. They've cut some things out of their life. It's time now, Lord. You don't need to be told that, but we do. It's time, Lord, to work. Old David said, God, I've done everything I know to do. God, I've done it like you said to do. It's time for thee, O Lord, to work. God, these people have been redeemed. These people have been right. And these people have been responsible. These Sunday school teachers that aren't seeing their classes blossom and bloom like they wish they would. These folks, Lord, that are working in the care ministry and they're tired of messing with people. And God, these folks that are doing everything they know to do, they're giving their money, they're praying the prayers and showing up for every service. And yet, Lord... Nothing's happening. It's time for you to work. By faith, in Jesus' name, I'm lifting up a prayer for this congregation and on behalf of this congregation and this preacher. It is time, O oh Lord, for thee to work. Start working. Start building families. Building children. Building, I pray, O oh God, according to the people's actions. Maybe you're in this building this morning. You say, Preacher, I need that first point more than I need any of them. I'm not saved. I need Jesus Christ as my Savior. 